This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. What up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game podcast, Thursday evening, September the 3rd. And I think most of it, I think we mostly just have wrestling to talk about. The UFC uh, has a card every weekend, and, and I know that they had an issue with their main event. But, you know, we, we'll get talking UFC when the pay-per-view comes, which is uh, more close to the end of this month. And Hopefully we'll have some some fun stuff for that show. And then with boxing, boxing's actually picking back up a little bit, but still there there's not a ton of uh, a ton of interest until uh, the Lomachenko fight, which we will have a lot to talk about when it comes there. So really, it's just wrestling. And uh, of course, John Laraca is with me tonight. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Uh, yeah, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling seems to be the theme this next couple of weeks. So, a lot of wrestling to watch and a lot of wrestling to review. Okay, before we get to that, I want to mention one thing. So, actually, more than one thing, but this is a little quick. Is uh, Duan and I finished the epilogue episode of the Rocky podcast. So, that project is done. A little bitter, bittersweet for me because I love doing that, but that... Uh, yeah, that's done. So the uh, the Rocky podcast episodes uh, one through eight were finished. It will sort of live on a little bit on YouTube. I'll figure out how to do that. But basically, um, I, I pulled all of the ads from this version of the podcast. So the Blue Wire version of the podcast to shorten the YouTube version because YouTube has a cliff at two hours. And many of those shows, actually, I would say probably five out of the eight went over two hours. So I'll have to chop them up in some way. But uh, but yeah, so th- those will end up on YouTube at some point in the non-commercial version of that show. So they and those, you know, pe- people are also digging into podcasts, but YouTube has some pretty, pretty good search stuff. So hopefully they'll get, they'll get a second life on YouTube. And then... We've figured out a contest for the G1. Now, the G1 is interesting because there are um, shows like every night. (laughs) And so um, if you get behind in the G1, you will definitely struggle in in catching up because there's just so much wrestling going on. And so what we're going to try to do is I I put a poll on in our uh, Fight Game Podcast Facebook group of like just who is going to pay a good amount of interest in the G1 and there was like 25 to 30 people who said they that they're that that's what they're going to do. So 
the contest or the giveaway, the prize, the bracket, the tournament, whatever you want to call it, is basically going to be we are picking the winners to every G1 show before the G1 show happens. So a lot of the contests, what they do is they say, here are the, whatever they're like, 19 shows or whatever the number of shows is. And they said, okay, before the first show starts, predict all the winners in all of the shows. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's kind of cool if you're doing it in like a March Madness kind of way where it's, it's real sport. And so there's, you know, it's, it's, you, you can't sort of, you're predicting based on what you feel the value, the, how good a team is. And and in wrestling, you're predicting based on who you think is going to win the tournament. But sometimes you'll see themes build as the tournament goes on. You go, Oh wow. Like I didn't know that um, Yano was going to win so many matches. And so you, that kind of changes your thought process from show to show. So we're going to give that a shot. It may be a little difficult uh, if you are, uh, if if you want to do it and you're like, ah, oh, like I missed this show. Yeah, it's going to suck because you're automatically going to lose how many winners that, that you could have picked if you don't pick. So we're going to do it. And I think the prize is going to be, it's not set in stone yet, um, but maybe like a Pro Wrestling Tees gift card or something. Um, so if you are in our Fight Game Podcast Facebook group, that's where the contest is going to happen. So you have to be in that group in order for everything to take place. So if you're listening to this show and you are not in that group, go to my Twitter at Fight Game Media. Check out the pinned post. There's a link to our group. Join the group so that you can be involved in this contest. It's free to join. Like there's no, there's no, uh, nothing that you have to do other than to be in that group. So, you know, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And I think it'll be uh, pretty interesting to follow because the G1 is going to be a little bit different this year. I think they're splitting up, um, uh, they're not splitting it up, but basically, in order to not have as much exposure, I guess they're only going to do the singles matches. And so they're not going to have like the tags, like when the guys would be, when the, when the guys would not be in, in their, um, in their brackets and then they would be in tags to kind of set up the matches for the next night. I think those aren't going to happen. So it'll be a little bit different this year. That's good. That's makes, uh, makes watching easy. Should be like a, a less than two hour show. So yeah, not I mean, let's be real. We, we were skipping a lot of that stuff. Though. Oh, I, I <laughs> as the time went, we're like, oh, I really want to watch these shows. But you know, but uh, Rubio was the one. Yeah. I remember Rubio would watch everything. I never watched the undercard. He's the one that was like, I was watching. I'm so behind on the. I'm like, I guess you're wasting your time with those tag matches. <laughs> but the stories, I'm like, nah, man, you got to just skip it. Screw it. You know, if something big happens, you'll you'll hear about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so what did you think about watching? NXT on Tuesday and AEW on Wednesday. As a wrestling fan, was it easier? Was it more interesting? Was it less interesting? Like, how did you feel breaking up those two shows on a Tuesday and a Wednesday? As a wrestling fan, uh, I liked it and also like them together. But uh, as a father of three, <laughs> I really enjoyed it because it just, you know, I was able to separate the shows. Mm-hmm. As my wife's perspective, that means I had the TV twice in a row. So, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of different variables, you know, the good and the bad, right? So, but um, I personally liked it. It was, uh, um, I got to, you know, watch another show that I, I wouldn't watch on a Wednesday, you know, because they're so back to back, you know? Yeah. So, 
So, or do something else, read a book or something like that. So that was nice. But, um, I mean, excitement was still for both shows. I mean, I, I, I didn't like, it didn't, it didn't waver like, oh, it's not like, it's not Wednesday night or just two shows is, yeah. you know, I still had excitement for both shows cause there's always something interesting going on. And plus, you know, we review it. So that makes it even just that much more exciting for me. So I was thinking about the Monday night war because I remember that night being so exciting because you're kind of flipping back and forth and you want you you know you're 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 waiting for the stars to come out and and you're trying oh hogan's coming out okay i'm gonna switch over but i gotta make sure to get back you know when when someone else comes out on the wwe side but i also remember that um i was much younger (laughs) of course you're not falling asleep like towards the end right well it wasn't even that it was um so when the monday night war first starts so if we're talking 96 i'm only you know 95 95 95 i'm 19 right so no kids Mm -hmm. no family it's just school and you know my part-time job while i was going to school and then more towards the attitude era you know we're talking 99 my you know my my oldest is born on the highest rated uh raw of all time with austin and an undertaker in the main event that's his birthday and then in obviously in 2000 you know by by that time wcw's gone though so it's it's so different because that yeah that was so exciting but now when we're watching these shows back to back i'm thinking okay i need to focus because I only have this limited amount of time to get this stuff done. And if I don't do it, then I have to stay up late or I'm going to have to wake up super early in the morning because I have stuff to do the next day because we're so much busier, mm-hmm. you know, as adults 20 years later than we were when we were doing this the first time. Oh, yeah. I mean, now it's like, all right, get the kids to bed. One kid comes out of the bed. I just want to ask you a last question because, she, you know, Chloe's trying to hold off for going to sleep. Uh, she had a couple nights where she was scared to go to sleep for some reason. All of a sudden she was like scared of monsters and you know, so it's like, always like, come on, get to bed, go, <laughs> go, you know, I want to sit down and watch wrestling. My wife, she's like really hooked on that. Um, uh, what was that Jane, the Virgin show or something like mm-hmm. that? Uh, she's been like binge watching that. So she's like into that. So we're like, you know, exhausted by the end with, with, the, with the kids. And it's like, okay, when they go to bed, we're like, all right, this is our time. Right. And. So yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely different than back you know like you said when we were nineteen eighteen, um just to kind of like yeah watching a show or get with friends and watch a big group of friends and watch these shows you know I mean I I remember shoot doing that watching with my buddies like just raw alone to like we would all kind of get together oh yeah. I want to say like 2010, you know, like that's how long, like we kind of all, one, one, cause we all kind of lived together for a while and all that stuff. But you know, we just all kind of would watch shows together. So that was, you know, now it's different. Now it's a little different, but I think for me too, if I'm, if I'm still watching this stuff, you know, a couple more years, um, you know, my, my kids get older if they get into it, you know, Chloe's getting into it a little bit and you know, you never know what the other two and maybe that would be, now be just extra exciting for me because it is exciting for me now too when Chloe wants to watch like Rhea Ripley, right? Or mm-hmm. or wants to watch wrestling with me. To, but now I kind of think she just wants to stay up later. You know, like, <laughs> she's she's a smart little cookie. So, <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, what do you think of now? There, there's an argument, and and I'll I'll tell you sort of my two cents on it. That if you are 
into growing the audience for wrestling, having NXT and AEW on different days is, is probably a good thing rather than having them competing because they take away audience from each other. And you can see in the ratings, NXT and AEW were both uh, up quite a bit because they were unopposed, which is expected. But you put them back opposed and you kind of limit the audience who is able to see both shows. What do you think about that argument? Um, I can see the pauses of that. And also, I think there's a lot of people like, like I said, we're older, so we have a different perspective. But like the younger kids... I'm I'm sure they're excited about the Wednesday night shows, right? Two nights, two different promotions. So, will it affect their excitement? You know, the going up. Like we were like like I said, you're excited about Nitro and Raw, and so was I. And now the younger kids are probably excited about NXT and AEW going out the same night. So, yeah, I mean, um, if if the younger kids are watching, like I don't think there's nearly as many young kids no, as course, watching as when we were. No, no, they're not even they're not even watching as much as. The dying days of thunder on you know, yeah, TV. Yes, yeah. so, um, but I'm just saying, like, there's two perspectives. Yeah, it, it, it makes it a little extra special when it's back to back because they're you know they are competing, but when they're next the day, day day before day day after, it's nice for me and nice for mm-hmm. you. But I'm talking about the younger kids who are kind of like getting into this stuff and how you know that might take the little bloom off it a little bit, but but also gives them opportunity to kind of watch both and absorb both and get into both too. Yeah, and you know, for those who are wondering if this is a possibility, it, the reason why it's not is because you know, this is also a cable channel battle as much as it is a WWE versus AEW battle in that you know, it it's in USA's best interest that NXT is on Wednesday night because unopposed you know, if AEW inches higher, they, 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 you know, Raw is supposed to be the apex and that's USA's number one show and that's the one that they pay most for. So they don't want them inching higher and higher on, on Raw's numbers. It, it, it just looks bad. Um, and so, you know, that and, and that's why NXT is there. And, you know, also, you know, if you declare war uh, on AEW with that Wednesday night show, and then you kind of change the day, it, it sort of looks like you you lost. And I don't I don't think WWE wants to concede that night either. I, I think that they think that they could make some changes and and possibly win that battle. You know, I'm sure Vince thinks back to 19 end of 96 and all the way through 97 when that was his goal. So. You know, maybe not Vince directly. He's probably focused on other things. But, you know, Triple H and Shawn Michaels and those guys who were actually there in, in WWE, you know, at that point. So I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think uh, I think we're going to have these Wednesday night battles from here until, you know, until the, the networks decide that, uh, you know, that, that this isn't a good, a good idea. But uh, I think WWE wants it for that reason as well. Uh, so that, you know, they can still, you know, kind of thwart AEW a little bit when, whenever you're thwarting your competition and, and making it a little bit harder for them, that that's kind of, that's kind of the game. And, you know, we, we, we said it right when we started talking about these shows almost a year ago, you know, this is a wrestling war. And so there's going to be business ethics and things that are questionable, but it's, it's really about, uh, you know, about thwarting their opponent and, and, even less than about NXT winning, you know, it's if they if they wanted NXT to do this great rating, they would put them unopposed 
I still, I still think they want them to do a good rating, but it really is about, you know, let's, let, let, let's make sure that AEW sort of stays where they are. And, and I get that it's, it's, it's a war and, and that they, they have the, they have the funds, they have the television, they have the content to do those things. Cause they're the, they're the powerhouse. They're the, they're the biggest company ever. Yeah. And, and, you know, WWE, NXT, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, all the people in charge of, uh, NXT is not really stressing as much as probably a lot of the people think because they've been through this before, right? They've been through the Monday Night Wars, right? Where Nitro was super hot for many years and they burnt themselves out. And then, you know, then WWE got hot with certain characters. So, you know, they, they know the game. So I think they're, I think they're, they're in a good spot on Wednesday nights too, even though they don't win the, the rating war, you know, each week, you know, I think they, I think they're, they understand it's a probably a long haul, you know, because like I said, then we saw with this show, this AEW show this week, um, you know, I've already been talking about the cracks in the booking and slowly that's, you know, how it's been chipping away. And I've been seeing a lot of mistakes and it's kind of like to me, almost hit, almost came to a head in a way on this show here. I, you know, usually there's something, gosh, there's usually something there that I, uh, I enjoy, and there was a couple things on this show, which, but, but even though, even those were that great, um, I thought this AEW show on Wednesday, I thought it was a big bust, especially for a go home show. It, I think it was <clears throat> maybe the worst show that they've ever done, especially because of the importance, you know, because I mentioned before when NXT went unopposed on Wednesday, it was like, they need to load this thing up. They need to do this gigantic number. And they just did a run-of-the-mill tape show was what it was. And they, they did a solid number, but they didn't, like, you know, try and break through, uh, well, did they, break records. Did they know that they were going to be unopposed at the time they taped? Because they taped two shows together, right? So, because well, it was a schedule for the playoffs that came out, which kind of switched AEW around. Do you remember uh, the timeline of that? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't exa- I don't exactly remember. So, I wonder, like, if that was the case, they would have, you know... I'm guessing that I think it came on after because I think they would have been done something different for that taped second second show. Yeah, yeah. I'm unopposed. I think it's kind of one of those scheduling things that kind of you know they I'm sure they they wish they could have gone back and said oh we could have done this this and that but you know so it worked out. But I mean, but likewise, AEW had this Wednesday night Mm -hmm. unopposed. There was nothing off the charts on the schedule about what they were doing. And I thought the show was a dud. Like I, I don't think they took advantage of their opportunity in any way. Though we'll see what we'll see what the numbers say because they did do a really solid number, and um, you know that it's, it's. I think it's mostly good, but you know there there is some bad if people didn't like that show and they and they hadn't watched AEW before or often. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a I thought it was a big swing and a miss and. Uh, we- were you like me and kind of waiting for something big to happen and it never happened? Um, That's what I felt like. Some kind of big angle at the end of the show with MGF and Mox is really going to put me over the edge. Like, man, I can't, I can't wait to see this. And it was kind of just, you know, like they did a couple of times during that show, right? With other, with other, you know, matches going into the pay-per-view. It's just like something similar. So I, I, was, I, was just wait, I, was, I was just waiting for something big to happen and nothing happened. The thing that I thought when I was watching it is... There would be some WWE shows when Austin 
and McMahon were, were hot, where nothing would happen, the show would be kind of boring, but you'd see Austin in a couple of different segments, and then he, and then you're just waiting for him in the main event because he's the main event, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of what I felt was okay. They're just setting us up for this big, fun go home angle with Moxley and with MJF and with Wardlow and the and the lawyer guy. And so I was like, okay, like this is this is something that I've seen before, and you and you you have something special. And they didn't really have anything special. So no. it was like, oh, like that's it? Like this show's over? Like I can't believe it. Yeah. And of course, as what's been plaguing them every week is the timing of these shows. It's like I saw, I know, you know, Moxley versus Mark Sterling, who is a wrestler, but he's playing a lawyer who's not a wrestler. So I know that match obviously doesn't need a lot of time, right? But I expected some kind of big post-match you know, lead, you know, angle. It's just a basic attack, you know, which they could have done anytime, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it just um and blood, which they already did earlier, blood too. So over you they overused that. It was yeah, just we'll, we'll talk about that for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, we can get it. on my it, but, frustration uh, frustration of this show. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh before we get into our review, I want to talk about one of my favorite apps out there, which is DoorDash. Now, because of the pandemic, you know, we're not going to restaurants right now. We're not going out to eat. We're not going to Santana Row and kind of hanging out on the strip. And, you know, we, we cook we cook a lot. But when you need something, you know, in the clutch, like DoorDash, DoorDash has been that for us. Uh, all of our favorite restaurants are, are pretty much on DoorDash. So it's just like a quick, like, it's funny because Crystal has... Um, there's there's this Greek restaurant that she really likes and I like it too. So it's like kind of like if we're like, okay, we're not cooking tonight. What do you want? And I'm like, eh, let's just get your favorite spot. And boom, 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 boom. Hmm. <laughs> Thirty seconds, order is ready. Like DoorDash is is so clutch uh, when it when it comes to that. So um, we have it. We have something going on with DoorDash. So right now, our listeners can get five bucks off and zero delivery fees. On their first order of $15 or more, when you download the DoorDash app and you enter the code BLUEWIRE. And, um, you know, $5 off, zero delivery fees. And all you got to do is download the app, put the code in, and you're really good to go. $5 off your first order. So uh, I would suggest, you know, if you, if you are... If, if I, I think it took me a little a little while to be comfortable with sort of delivering food to you because there's you know there's a little bit of a of a time that it takes but man once you once you get into it it's just like I want this I'm, I, I prepare myself for thirty minutes it's good you know it's here at the door boom and you're eating it's it's amazing so I would suggest that you check out DoorDash if you uh, you know if 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 you're looking for something something to be delivered to the house it's, it's a really really cool app and something that we've been using. A whole lot, so I definitely uh, advise that uh, you guys check it out. Okay, so let's talk about these shows. So let's start with NXT first. Now, there wasn't many segments on this show because the main event was an hour, uh, and so um, like it, like when I'm picking like what I liked and disliked, there wasn't really a lot to pick from because there was only like what three matches or whatever, and then. Um, and then not even heavy interviews or, or, or any video packages. They just kind of got right to the point. So, I mean, I think the 
the easy one to talk about is is just that main event, which was really good. And I think being that they were able to tape it, uh, I think it was last week, right? They taped it right after the show, uh, the previous week. Um, no, I think they taped it that morning. Oh, they taped it that day. Yeah. Okay. Or afternoon, whatever. Because, um, yeah, because those guys didn't have lots to prepare, like, which is amazing. Um, they, they, uh, they kind of came up to, you know, within like 24 hours, which, you know, after watching that match, you know, and, you know, and seeing that match, what they put on, you know, it's pretty, pretty damn amazing with all those four guys. The reason why I mentioned the camera work is because, the, I thought the camera angles, I thought they got every shot. I thought they had everything perfect. Mm-hmm. And the way that they shot that match with, with four guys, like it's, you know, it's not the easiest thing to shoot when you got to, when, when, when you're focusing on, on four people doing stuff. But I thought like all that stuff was really, really tight. The editing, whatever, you know, I, I'm sure the match was live. I'm sure the match was really good as well. But it just seemed like, you know, there were just these added finishing touches and, you know, maybe edits here and there just to make that thing as tight as humanly possible. And I really liked that about it. I thought it enhanced the match being that it was actually something that was taped rather than live. Like, I, I like that aspect of it. Yeah, well, that's one of the strengths of WWE, their production, right? So when they, when they put the match together, you know, they, they're going over not only their spots, but they're also talking about how this works for television, right? You know, you know, where's the camera going to be when Adam Cole hits that... Um, you know, uh, shining wizard at the end on Finn Balor to get that pin. And, you know, like where, where the exact shot needs to be a certain facial expression. They want to get certain, some, some character moments or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all discussed. It's a huge, of course, as we know, they have a huge, it's a huge production. And, and it's funny because when you watched, like, when I watch AEW the next night, you see a lot of production mistakes, right? A lot of, a lot of really, um, Errors, and we'll talk about that we'll later. Get to two big ones that I yeah, was very yeah, frustrated yeah. with. Yeah, I think I think we're on the same page. <laughs> so yeah, that's where you know that's where obviously where WWE stands out. But but they have also been doing this for you know decades, right? Mm-hmm. So they they had that experience. Now I will admit that. Um, so okay, so I wasn't as bothered with the finish that I've seen others with, and I think the reason is is because. It was actually better than what I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. which is, you know, they were teasing the the one 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 tie. I didn't think it was going to be that, but I was like, okay, how do they get out of this tie? I, I think within the first 10 minutes of the match, I thought, okay, this thing is going to end in a tie, but I just need to sort of figure out how. And so that was kind of going in my, my head. Um, but the way that they made... They, the way that they created the the match next week, I thought was was really smart. It was at, it was it was surprising, um, and it wasn't heavy handed in any way. And plus, last week when I was talking about this, I said I wish that they did two singles matches and then a final, so that they could stretch two weeks of TV out of this program rather than just blow it out on the one night. So I was happy about that. But for those who were watching and they kind of took Regal's. Um, announcement as uh, you know, uh, may, may, maybe maybe they thought that he said something that he actually didn't. I I, I didn't go back. I wanted to go back and see what he actually said. But those who were like, oh, like I, I watched this hour long match and we didn't get a champion. That's what I was here to see. I I can understand why why they were frustrated, but 
I think it works to their advantage in this sort of cliffhangery way. And I personally didn't feel ripped off as a fan, though I get why some people may have been a little bit frustrated. But um, I, I thought it was really, I thought it was really well done, and I, I don't know if the if, if the same people if they'll get as many people to watch the one on one because they were really promoting this Iron Man match. But um, but yeah, it, it was really good. I, I don't ha- really have anything bad to say about this match at all. No, I mean, uh, I'm you know I stayed spoiler free until someone posted a spoiler, and I didn't click on it. I didn't read about it because I still want to remain spoiler free. But it's just kind of going through Twitter which was stupid. I usually kind of start, <laughs> I really, I really kind of stay off social media before shows. Cause I don't want to see any clips or anything. I really, you know, really want to analyze this from my eyes and not have anything, uh, affect my opinions. And it's like, and I saw a lot, I saw someone wrote a tie. Right. And I was like, at first I was like, Oh man, I was kind of bummed about it. Cause, mm-hmm. and I understand people's frustration about that too. When they're hearing that news and, and people being upset, but a lot of people are like, Oh, saves me two hours. I'm like, man, you waste. If you skip this, then shame on you as a wrestling fan. Because I thought that match was probably one of the best multi-man matches I've seen in a god a very, very long time. I mean, they deliver the the pace was great. I know the four ways how it goes. You know, yeah, two guys go out, two guys. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was not a anything different from what no. they usually do, but they but just did it really well. They did exact tremendous, and then. Um, um, and I was like, after I was watching this, I'm, I'm, I was into it, dude. I was like really into it. And I thought it was all going to be a four. Uh, so like I didn't read, the, I didn't read a spoiler. So I thought it was just going to end and everyone scores one fall. Then I thought like, oh man, then I kept thinking in my head, I just hope at the end, no one's like standing around dicking their hand, you know, like, <laughs> you know, uh, you know I, just, I just didn't want that to happen. And it didn't happen that way. I was shocked when Finn got a fall. I'm like, holy cow. Whoa. Wait. And then Adam Cole got that great fall at the end. And I, you know, obviously edited, right. You could tell by the shots they used. Um, but you know, like they quickly threw in Regal and you know, they, they it wasn't like a long, it wasn't this Regal's music hits and he takes that long roll mm-hmm. stroll down. Like they quickly put him in there like he was at ringside, which would have been a nice touch. They showed him at ringside, <laughs> but I get it. I'm not going to fault him for that. Um, but, and he kind of like went right into it and he was passionate about it. And like he made you like, okay, cool, cool. And it went off the air, right? Like some, with excitement. So, you know, A plus on, on that. Um, Did I the thought right it was two guys win? Um, I, you know, I didn't think, I first I thought it was going to be Balor and Ciampa. And, but I'm not I'm not upset with Cole, and I get why they're going with Cole too because he just went he came off that match with McAfee that got some attention, so it makes sense, yeah. And, and plus, I mean, if you remember, like I think it was end of 2019 summer around there when they had their first match between Balor and Cole, and it was the opener of the at NXT show. It might have been the same show where Shayna wins uh, when Shana, Rhea beats Shayna for the title, if I remember correctly, and it was a really good match. And it was like, but we like we both said like. It was really good, but you can tell they're saving up for when it really, really going to be a big match. So I think they're going to go out there and kill it. Honestly, I think it's I, I I'm looking forward to it. I really like both guys a lot. They're, they're tremendous. Okay, so the one thing that I wish now this is not a flaw in the match. This has nothing to do with the wrestlers. I wish it was on a takeover, so I didn't have to see stupid commercials. Um, and man, this would have been a great one for fans to be at. Oh yeah, because it was it really set up for some some pretty amazing pops. But yeah, like you know the thing is, I'm like, oh, if, I just wish this was a takeover match 
so that I could watch everything instead of mm-hmm. have to kind of, you know, zip through commercials and, and then you come back to the match and it's in a different part than when you left it. Yeah. And, and good on and good on and good on NXT. Like we talked about earlier that, you know, they had an unopposed night on Wednesday and they maybe didn't put their best foot forward, like you said, right? But then they like I said earlier, they it was taped before and I think the schedule came out and switched things around. But here on a Super Tuesdays they called it. Um, they really went out and, you know, they got handed a situation because Killer Cross or, or Karrion Cross got hurt. and Or as so, I call him, Christopher Cross. <laughs> so Karrion Cross gets hurt. That's unfortunate. And so for this show, they at least give us something unique and something special. So that, so, you know, again, kudos to WWE for that. And, and next week too, they really um, got me excited for next week. Not only for this match, but the cage match with Rhea and okay. Mercedes Martinez. Well, can you tell me why this is a cage match? Well, she's been getting interfered in on her matches, right? She's been attacking from behind, so now that she wants her to go nowhere, she wants her to be in that cage with her face to face, and let's see the best woman win. Okay, so is so is nobody going to interfere in this cage match? Oh, <laughs> I can't promise you that. I hope not. But like you know, this is this is modern wrestling where everyone's uh, interfering cage matches. Shit, two thousand four or five, where that uh, two? I'm sorry, six. Got my man, my. We had a. I flipped my lid when we had a APW cage match. This is before I was booking, by the way. So, <laughs> um, and we had girls interfering mm. and Sandman's. I was like going disgusted, and so. But now I'm like so numb to. It, I'm like, oh god, you know, like. But yeah, I, mean, I can. I can see Robert Stone trying to climb the cage. Yeah. I can yeah, see yeah. Aaliyah trying to climb the cage. Okay, sorry for that disjointed edit there. Uh, I I think I got cut off. Well. I'll tell you a little bit about my my Wi-Fi is there's three children in this house using Zoom all day long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so uh, Internet is is a little rough, but no one's even awake. So of all of all the times, why would the Internet cut out right now? But sorry for that edit. John, John and I were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's uh, get to bed. Click. She's streaming something. But uh, John and I were talking about the the cage match. And I, I just wonder if. Okay, if this is a clean cage match, then Rhea wins and the feud's over. But I don't think the feud's over, so I imagine there's going to be something. There's going to be an angle coming out of this to set up mm-hmm. another match for yeah uh, another be. big match. So eh. yeah. Oh well. Uh, okay, so yeah. the I'm debating the, if I'm having Chloe watch this. <laughs> the uh, the other my other plus and and this was a little bit of a snafu as well, but I didn't get to see all of Thatcher and, and Reed because there was something funky with my DVR. But uh, the stuff that I did get to see, I really liked it. It's I mean, it's sort of a, a clash, right? Like, I, I don't know if they've worked together before. Maybe they worked together on the indies, but it, it was it's a different clash of style. So you get to see, you know, both of them have to face each other style. So I thought it was pretty cool. And, you know, Thatcher's one of the one of the best guys. So he's going to be able to have a good match with anybody. Uh, but I, I just like Bronson Reed a lot oh. now that he's not playing that goofy thick boy stuff as much. He's a really serious guy because he's so colossal. athletic. The colossal. So athletic, man. He's so athletic. He's so fun. Uh, I, I just really dig his stuff, so it, it was fun. And and you know, I I saw that there was a they're setting up something with Austin Theory. Yeah, we'll see about that. I, I, I'm not sure I like Austin Theory as much, but uh, but I, I thought that match was fun. And then you know, obviously, I missed the finish. It gives Bronson Reed a a, a little feud, right? As he's as he's probably going to get another North American title shot down the line because he did beat Damian Priest 
in um, a couple weeks before Damian Priest won the title. So there's they can always go back to Reed and Priest, and there's a reason for it. And but it looks like Thatcher's the first guy. Um, it all worked out good. I thought it was um, also I thought the finish was really good because when Bronson Reed throws him in, you know the referee, you know he perfectly turns his back, not in a way where it's just it's it was so smooth. He turned his back to check up on to check up on Thatcher who took a tumble, right? He, t- he got the dive out and he got, you know, so you, a ref- you think in a real contest, a referee would check up on his, on the, on the fighter or the wrestler here. And that's what he did. And at that time, here comes Austin Theory, the big bulldog. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. So, I mean, I'm okay with this, this little feud. I'm okay with what they're doing there. So it, it all, like it's, it's, it's simple booking stuff. Did you have anything else on your likes? There wasn't uh, much. That was, about it but it's funny can we go into dislikes right now because it's something Mm -hmm. it's like i feel bad it was on the dislikes because when i watched it originally the street fight with the legato del fantasmo and um brizongo your favorite tag team Mm -hmm. and uh swerve i wasn't into it at first but i actually rewatched the first hour of nxt because chloe (laughs) <laughs> she was asking I was watching on my phone and she was like what are you watching daddy I'm like oh you know I was watching a little bit of wrestling and she's like what can I watch wrestling so I put on some you know put on the the, the show again you know and because like I said it's always really safe you know with her and to watch NXT with her and so I watched the I watched the street fight again and maybe it's because I watched <laughs> the street fight following the next the next night which was a horrible match in LAX and or Pride and Powerful and the best friend. So maybe that made me think this wasn't even good. But at first I didn't like it. But I started watching it. I was like, you know, it wasn't that bad as I originally thought. Um, you know, this is a problem with wrestling going forward. None of these guys, all these young guys, obviously didn't have a chance to work territories, right? Obviously, a lot of these guys are, are booked in these athletic matches. A lot of these guys, a, to them, a brawl is setting up props, Right, it's you're, they're going to be a table out there already, you know, for you to grab and set up. There's going to be a ladder there for you to use. Um, you know, chairs on the ring, kendo sticks, like, you know. So it's like the it didn't feel like a street fight to me. Mm-hmm. At when I watched it, maybe I was a little too hard on it because some of the action was really good and some of, and some of the brawling was good. But like, it, you know, PC doesn't 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 train to brawl. And I it's think, just I think if they would have called it something different it would have been better i like, mean what like, would you call it uh, if you just called Texas it a weapons tornado. match yeah if you just yeah. called it you know some sort of weapons match where you're like you know at the start of this match you can use kendo sticks and it's sort of but by saying it's a street fight all of a sudden my mentality is okay who are the tough guys and then i watch it and i go okay wait there's no tough guys okay wait wait l- 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 okay what about this and so like my mind is thinking like this is gonna be like a a knockdown drag out brawl rather than a weapons match. Yeah, yeah. It was like it's almost like a, a quote unquote extreme rules match, right? Mm-hmm. That they, they use on their pay per view. I mean, but some of that stuff was cool. The one thing I was wondering is where did the forklift come from? Uh well, you know, it's it's there parked just in case they <laughs> set the lights probably. It's probably where they put the lights up actually. Actually now I think about it probably is for uh lights and production. Because the the I mean the dive off the, forklo- the, off the forklift was cool, but my, immediately I thought, well, where the hell did it come from? I don't maybe, remember it being there. Maybe they didn't have the the scissor lift, so they had to use the, the forklift to set the lights up or whatever. 
Mm. I don't know, but at least that big spot led to the finish, right? Unlike the show, the AEW show. Um, but here, like I said, I I I liked it better the second time around. Um, but still, like I much prefer it be a fight where they just they're kicking, they're punching, they're scratching, and the props are used as they go instead of being there for them just to to use, you know, or like. Like, for example, like, if you watch old Memphis footage, like, they would just fight, fight, fight. they just grab something that wasn't nailed down and nail a guy with it, right? The, the table would be used, but it wasn't, like, they had to set anything up. It was just there because it's the timekeeper's cable. Like, like, you know, having a ladder just there, it's going to be a street fight, so we'll have a ladder just right here in the corner. Mm-hmm. That just, it just, it's just, it just sucks. That's one thing that sucks about modern wrestling, but it's just what we to go with. But I wish... But they'll never learn to really brawl. I think these the guys that you know Triple H can brawl, right? But he went through that. He was brought up in, you know, well, two thousand Royal Rumble. He had that ridiculous brawl with uh, Mick, where he got yeah. the little uh, piece of wood stuck in. I his mean, cap. that's the, brawling is a total art that is 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 completely lost now. I mean, um, that's one thing I just kept thinking about too, and I watched that match, and and then like. I just want to poke my eyes out when I watch the opener of AEW um, the next night. So yeah, so I don't. I was on my dislikes, but I want to put it on my in the middle ground. So well, that that's why I didn't put it on this list because it was just it was there for me, and I I like some of the stuff. But um, when it, when Imperium showed up, I was like, what the hell? Why did they lose these stupid titles if they're still on the show? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, well, but yeah, actually. Um, Today, they released a lot of NXT UK stuff, hyping up that show, mm-hmm. and a lot of vignettes on YouTube, at least. And they did a really cool one on the tag team division, and of course, they featured Imperium. So I expect them to be, you know, up there soon. All right, so my single dislike for NXT was not really the match of Canice and uh, Casey Canizero, even though it did hurt my heart a little bit to see Casey Canizero who, you know, seemingly had a ton of upside and, you know, some things happened and, you know, she almost quit and she's kind of back, but just be in like this spot of, you know, just putting Candace over and there's nothing behind her at all. But what, Um, but as you think about as, as creative, what could you do? Like, because, she had that moment where she didn't know what she wanted to do. She's going to leave wrestling. So how do you as creative, like, okay, I want to get behind this girl, but what if in like three months, six months, she has another issue. Yeah. So it sucks. So she's in a spot where she's in a spot. Like she's, that's her spot is to you know, kind of put people over at this point. It still sucks though. Cause I, I hate seeing a lot of promise and, and you know, there's something to her kind of sucking it up and building herself back up if she really wants it. like there there's definitely something to that but uh yeah i just don't like seeing somebody who kind of got the the love of of the thing taken away from them kind of in, in this role but that 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 wasn't that that was whatever it was i i, I didn't i didn't neither here nor there with that match but the the soap opera besties storyline with Candace. Okay, this is like the worst storyline. I think it's it's, it's pretty bad. They've done in a long, very long time. You know what I think? I think they fell in love with the Gargano Candace stuff, and we're trying to figure out how to do more of that kind of stuff. Um, and, and you know, I think you liked it. You liked it a little bit better than I did when when they were kind of in the house and cutting the promos and and doing that yeah, stuff. It was it wasn't too bad, but. 
I think they kind of thought, oh, you know, maybe we have something here. So it seems to me that that's a little bit of a, a more more of an introduction to to that kind of stuff again. But here's the thing that drives me nut nuts, like you know, checks and balances people. Candice LeRae is already thrown her into steps. <laughs> you know, she's already like fought her and and tried to cause physical harm to her. Like, so now we're supposed to think that oh, maybe they can be friends again, and and it's just it's just this 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 damn soap opera stuff mm-hmm. is just not working. It's not, I feel like none of them are into it. You know, I just kind of feel like, I feel like they're just, just going through it. And, uh, um, I just, yeah, I wish this kind of will just end or, or at least come to a quick conclusion and move on. You know, it, uh, the, the folks, the, the, the wrestling fans who, you know, they, they want to see women's wrestling, uh, on equal footing as men's wrestling, this is something to really get upset at because you you would rarely see a men's angle uh, be drawn out in in this way. Now there there are some really dumb you know sort of best friend men men's angles, but they're trying to play into this like drama and you know best friends and you know can't get along with each other and that kind of thing and. So I'm just I'm not into that part of it either. Like I think I think this could be so much smarter. Both women deserve better, and you know Tegan Tegan was on was on a run, right? Like you know she she was in a really good spot, and you know she almost won the championship, and so she's she should be sort of bigger than than what this is. It almost feels like oh, they're like ah oh, we we don't know what to do with these two, so let's sort of you know take it in this way. And I just think that they're better than. This. And why make Tegan look like an idiot? Right. Like, come on. We all can see this coming. Why can't she? You know, like she's she's been portrayed as this naive young girl for so long. I think she's kind of past that with some wins and stuff. So let's let's kind of get her a little more serious and and, you know, get her up to one of the main girls. And I don't know. I just think it's a it's a waste of time. I'm not I'm not into this at all. I mean, like I said, maybe they can do some cool stuff out of it. I don't know. We'll see what they have planned. Maybe they they do decide to team up again and. And uh, maybe they have it. I mean, you can use this way for to get to get the raw, like the the raw, the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles defense on NXT with Shayna and Nia versus them. And maybe you know, maybe Tegan goes heel with Candice, right? Maybe that happens, and that could be something unique. But I, but and yeah, well, I'll wait to judge it. Right now, it's just overall right now, so far at least, I'm not starting to it. All right, was that was that it for your? Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah. Just like okay, so uh, let, let's uh, take a break and talk about NFL Sunday Ticket. I just did my third fantasy football draft before you and I jumped on tonight, and I realized that the NFL starts next week. <laughs> Amazing, uh, you know, NFL Sunday Ticket TV. You can stream every live out of market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and Direct TV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday Ticket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFL Sunday Ticket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Yeah, the season is it, it's coming up so fast and it just doesn't feel real yet, but because there's been no preseason games. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I was just thinking about that today. When's it going to start? And I was thinking, like, how many teams are going to, how many games can be postponed because someone, you know, 
gets the fire race or something. I mean, if if it's just one or two people or even five people, I don't think any of these games are going to get canceled. It's if, you know, it's if because the they'll be able to, you know, just pull someone in, though if it is late in the week and you don't know the exposure, you're going to have to get so many tests, you know, at, at one time to see if people are passing. It's going to, yeah. You, you, now that you say that, that I, th- there could be something, so, something like that. Happening yeah. Five you. people. Like how many, how many, when they, when they expose what practice mm-hmm. when, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a mess. Okay. So let's talk about this AEW show. I do have likes on this list. Me they too. are, sl- they're more kind of slight thumbs up than, than really great high thumbs up. Uh, and the dislikes are really, really bad. <laughs> but I think um, I don't know if I liked the 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 promo or the angle as much as I like this story. But I'm still very intrigued with the FTR and Omega and Page, and I think that's the match that I'm most looking forward to on the pay per view this weekend, which we'll quickly talk about before we end the show. But there's intrigue. There's little. You know, there's little bits and pieces of like uh, stuff around this angle that you can sort of sink your teeth into. There's, uh, and you know, you, come to pay per view. I think the one of the biggest thoughts is like, okay, well, what happens? What what is Paige going to do? Uh, what is Omega going to do? Like, there's these little things in, in this angle that I think are very intriguing still, and the story has has yet to be told. And so I'm very interested the the actual thing that they did on Wednesday. I thought it was okay. Um, you know, there's a little bit of a tug of war being played with Adam Page right now. So he kind of looks a little goofy. He looks a little confused. He looks super conflicted. Um, but I'm assuming that you know, come come the pay per view, we'll get we'll get some answers to some of these questions. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to do something big on the pay per view, and and I. Yeah, this was like I I I agree. It was okay. Um, maybe compared to everything else in the show, it was right. Maybe it could be great, you know, compared. But uh, no, it was just okay. Omega just I know it's not his thing is do these promos, right? You could tell he's not into it. Plus, he comes out in these damn salmon shorts, and you know, just doesn't look like a star, dressed like a star. He just just looks like like, like huh? You know, I'm well, here. you saw the shirt he was wearing. Yeah, that's cool, but I'm just saying, like, as a, it just didn't look, didn't look like, it just didn't look like started me. Um, I think the person that saved it was, you know, Dawson, right? He was great on a promo, and he he was trying to work his hard to get this thing over. Um, the eye makeup on Paige, I thought was unnecessary. Kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Ronda Rousey. Remember, she get the crazy eye makeup. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the he's in the Ronda Rousey makeup drawers. That what you're saying? Um, I just yeah, it, it was a it, it was okay, but it wasn't on my likes though. Okay, and so uh, what what was on your likes? I liked the Chris Jericho promo before mm-hmm. his match because it was a fired up, angry, mad Jericho and ass kicking Jericho like we saw earlier in the AEW run, which I was really enjoying. And then, like I said, I thought he's been kind of like a comedy act last you know three months, whatever, since the pandemic, he's kind of, you know, gone goofy, but here, like he was ready to make, to make a statement and mm-hmm. wants to, yeah. You know, so I like that, 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 that was really cool. He, uh, was making fun of Alex Marvez as if he had never kissed a woman before. He's the coachman. Of the and, well, well, I didn't even think coachman. I thought, uh, Kevin Kelly, when the rock used to like 
call him names and stuff too. Like a coachman is, is another one, but I immediately thought this is the rock and, and Kevin Kelly. Well, I think poor, poor Marvez. He just, just, <laughs> what do you do with that guy? But other than make fun of him right now at this point, like on Jesus, he's, he's still rough around the ages out there. So I had Jericho on the list too, but I, 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 I liked the, um, the beating that he laid in on Janela. I don't, I'm not sure if I like the blood again, uh, like I almost think that there's now too much blood on this show, but there was a fierceness, there was a ferociousness, and Janela was just kind of like the guinea pig here to to take the beating, um, and you know it, it, it was a way for Jericho to show that his aggression and to show how mad he was and to show how devious he is, and you know now you know you got the joking Chris Jericho, now here's like the real the the real devious and, and bad guy Chris Jericho. So I like that about that match. Yeah, they should have kept the blood here. I think. Instead of the end of the night, I think end of the night they should have done something different. Maybe like a a big injury. Maybe the uh, the uh, MGF would get the salty earth, Fujiwa armbar, something at the end of the night instead of just blood because he saw blood earlier. Here I thought it worked because it's it's no more fun in games with Chris Jericho, right? He really wanted to put a scare into Orange Cassidy, and I like that. Um, I had this match on my likes, which is amazing for having a Joey Janela match on likes, not because of his performance, because um, what this has a AEW has shown is that Joe Janelle is very exposed on national television. You know, he's, he's just not ready. He can't really sell that much. Jericho gave him one spot and he can't even do that. Right. This ugly flying forearm. And once they went to another spot, I'm like, Jericho's going to cut him off. And sure enough, he did. He cut him off quickly with a big clothesline and beat him quickly. But it was, it was nice to see someone freaking get over and just beat someone instead of having a, a back and forth match. Um, but yeah, so it's yeah, Janela. He's just he's just not not ready for national television. He just he came like I said, his selling was he's looking around at Jericho. He wasn't you know he's not transit. He's not he's not um, you know he's not transitioning to anything. He's not feeding anything correctly. He's just kind of he's just he was just <laughs> it was thank God it was short. That's all I say. And I, I like what I liked what the the stuff at Orange Cassidy at the end. I thought that was uh, I thought that was good. But the one thing I they should have left out. Sunny kisses running. <laughs> I didn't understand the running. Like, well, I don't know if you could call. Well, I mean, well, I think they're call, like prancing in. Like, well, well they're a ta- I mean, they're a tag team, so I that get that it. sort of makes sense. But, but why did he run in when he's beating on J- when he's blooding up Janela earlier? Yeah, he ran out when Orange Cassie got in there, and the running was so funny. Like, I was in tears, and I had to rewind it like three times because I am just dying. Like, like oh, this. <laughs> I'm, it was like Blank Man, you know, Blank, you know, when you ever watch Blank Man, the movie with the, uh, it just, that's what, David Wayans, David Wayans, and then he, and then why did Jericho bump for him? I was so mad, I'm like, oh, he should just cut him off, boom, no, he takes a freaking stupid kick, and he takes a bump, and then Jake Hager comes in and, and gives him the power bomb, and then he has to do the, the, the girl scream, like, come on, man, like, he does that, and also, who's the other kid on the Party City that does the... The girls, yeah, yeah, when yeah, they get yeah. Beat yeah. Up. That, that, like, <clears throat> when he takes the chops and stuff, yeah. That, and so, like, pretty. here we're trying to do a serious. Jericho is trying to at least you know do a serious angle, and when you do the girls scream on the power bomb, it just, it just, it's just too, it's just comedy, and it kind of takes away from what Jericho's trying to accomplish. Okay, so let me see what is what else is on my list here. So the last thing that I had on my likes uh, was the Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb match. 
I thought it was the best match on the show in the sense of I followed it from beginning to end and thought it was better than average and I liked the I liked the chemistry that both women had and it was like a competitive match where it was mostly all in the ring there was no craziness going on and they just had a match and it was there for Thunder Rosa to win Serena Deeb was very good in her role and I was like oh I'm kind of looking forward to this match now well it's on my likes as well but not I also think it missed a mark because it was a little too back and forth. When you're truly trying to put over Thunder Rosa as a serious serious challenger to Sheeta coming to the pay-per-view, she has this, you know, longer match with Serena Deeb, um, who looked really good, who actually outshined Thunder Rosa in this match. Thunder Rosa also got blown up towards the end, so the finish was just extremely slow going in. So um, she was exposed there. Um but she has a lot of charisma at Thunder Rosa. She has a little presence about her. But Serena D really stood out to the point where JR is openly pushing for her to get a job here. And he's also openly comparing, basically saying that there's this division sucks and this is the best match they've had in weeks, right? Or in a very long time. Um, I thought who got over was Serena Deeb, and she did. That's what everyone was talking about. Even people online were talking about how great she was. How the, you know, and, and she's a good trainer. She was doing really well with NXT, and, and you know, they, you know, of course, they furloughed a lot of people, so she became a free agent. And so she's here trying to get a job. And I think she she maximized her minutes. I think Thunder Rosa didn't do that great of a job with it. So I'm not as hyped about this match as, as maybe some people are, but... Um, I think, you know, because Thunder Rosa, she has limitations and you have to protect her a little bit. So I think this match should have been maybe about two or three minutes shorter than it didn't went. I think Serena G would be an excellent signing by them. Mm-hmm. She is a good wrestler when they need someone to be a good wrestler. And, you know, like you said, she's a, she, she, she's a trainer. So she can help with some of the stuff that the women seem to struggle with. And what's interesting is, I used to, uh, when Charlotte and Sasha and Becky and and the women were uh, re- really working hard in WWE several years ago to kind of get noticed, and I would go like, why are they trying to match the dudes all the time? Like, why are they trying to do just as many dives, just as many dives to the outside as the guys, knowing that it's it's not as, as good? So you're basically saying... I'm doing these moves, and if you compare it to these moves in the other matches, our moves don't look as good. I was like, why don't you just do like the ones that look as good instead of doing all of them? And now I, I see, you know, most of most most of the, the WWE women's matches, they they don't do as many, and the ones that they do, they look really damn good. And when you watch the NXT or the AEW matches, the women are doing moves like their male counterparts, but they're not as impressive. And I would really, you know, advise. I, I, I'm not a wrestler, so I shouldn't advise anything. But for my taste in fandom, I would love to see them just do the ones that they can do really, really, really well and perfect those, so that they look great and not do all of the other ones that don't look so great. 
Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about the NXT, you know, that core group, you know, the four horse women of the NXT. Yes, you know, when they started off, they're all inexperienced, right? So as they got experience, now now everything they do looks great, right? These girls in AEW, there are a lot of these girls are very inexperienced. So and their learning curve is going to be a lot longer because they're only wrestling once or you know once a show, twice a show, once a night, once a week, right? On Wednesdays, so it's going to take a long, long time for those girls to get get up to par. But um, but yeah, no, that's good advice. I mean, that's what you, we've you know we always talk about with people is with young wrestlers to do what you know that you can do well. Don't try to do stuff that's out of your out of your comfort zone just to do them because you're trying to you know stand out if it's you're not gonna stand out if it's gonna look like shit and and ain't you know, like just watch deadly draw you know and uh, you'll see a lot of bad moves and moves they shouldn't have done so um and this match here like even like thunder rosa's like like that what is that death valley driver mm-hmm. and then she almost killed it, it, it was pretty, pretty deep on that pretty close <laughs> yeah like her, you know the bump on her her neck on her leg and stuff and i i and also i i can i take that to also with conditioning because like i said thunder rosa looked to me looked really really uh winded at the, she at looked the like she hasn't wrestled in a little while she hasn't but i mean as someone that told me and I agree with him. Like, where was her cardio? She's she's training in the MMA gym, right? Mm-hmm. She should have. But wrestling cardio is a little different, different yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else on your likes? Uh, no, that was it. We are we are in agreement this week, Gary. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> this is an interesting show. It was. Uh, I was. I ended up uh, looking at what was the the fight game blog group's opinion uh, on the show, and it's and it's always a fun read. And it was like it was like when Trump won the office. It was like, what's going on? This is not mm-hmm. good. It was like, you know, was, everyone's was freaking out. It was just hilarious. But I'm like, I was telling me they listen to the show. I've been telling them this has been building and building and building, guys. The la- the last two shows for sure have not been of of quality. That uh, that some of some of the stuff like like I've said, I will excuse some of the spots in these matches that aren't as that don't look as great and and maybe you know aren't as as uh uh i, I don't know I, I again i'm not a wrestler so i I, tr- I try not to really discredit what what's going on but you know they're not as polished i i guess but because some of the stuff that they do is really excellent i think it sort of averages it out you know you see someone do uh something really excellent you go okay well i can kind of be okay with the one thing that they didn't do as excellent (laughs) and but but on this show there wasn't the stuff to 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 counterbalance like it was just a lot of really bad stuff and i didn't see the excellent stuff that we usually see and i usually keep my likes and dislikes to like three each but god i mean i could have been up here for six or seven dislikes on this on this show here so for the best friends in Santana Ortiz match, um, I knew I wasn't going to like this match. I don't like the best friends. They're not my cup of tea. There were two things that stood out to me in this match that I just really frustrated. Um, yeah. The first one, and, and we kind of go back to the street fight in the NXT, ma- uh, the NXT show. Like this is supposed to be like a feud, right? This, these guys hate each other because of the, the mom's van and all that, all that other stuff. Yeah, we just said that. Because of the mom's van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but when they actually came out to like throw the blows and they grab the back of the head and throw those right hands. Forearms. It was lame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Like right off the bat when 
Chuck Taylor's on the ramp, and I, I don't forget who he had. Maybe it was Ortiz, and he's just throwing these lazy forearms and looking looking over to where he needs to be. It's just like, dude, come on, man. And, and this is, and this is what I've been saying. Like these guys aren't experienced at brawling. You know, I think Santana Ortiz are just a little bit better at it. You know, they they seem to kind of grasp a little bit of it, but Trent and Chuck Chuck Taylor just don't have just don't have a clue. I mean, um, and this match was just. Like at first it was okay. It started out okay, but then it just it just took a big dip. Like, I mean, at one point, and it was you can hear Jerry Ross's frustration is like there's Chuck Taylor setting up this construction of chairs, mm-hmm. like casually. Like I go in like water my plants, you know, like here here do the I'm gonna do the zucchini and I'm gonna do my tomatoes. I'm gonna go do my lemons. That's what he says. Chair here, chair here. It's like he got the IKEA, you know, just put you know put together you know uh, directions, and he's like, okay, this goes here. Like what the hell, man? And even Jr. makes it like a little reference, like this is taking a long time. And then he takes this crazy, like they they end up. Of course, he's gonna go through it. They you know, it gets reversed. He goes through. He goes crashing through. This takes this big forward roll bump off the stage onto this stack of chairs that are set up, and he's out. Right. And I sh- did you hear the referee at this point? The referee Bryce Ginsburg. He's looking over, and he's like. He not, not check the guy went through a stack of chairs. Do you think he'd go out there and at least check on him? I mean, not just to see he's okay for shoot, but also just as a working, you know, like a referee would kind of like scoot out there really quick and be like, Are you okay? Are you okay? No, he keeps looking. He looks in the ring, he looks in the ring. He goes, Trent, you're on your own. <laughs> Fucking A, dude. Garrett, this shit is so bad. And then, and then of course, what happens? That chair spot meant nothing because he made a fucking hot tag. I was like going nuts, dude. I'm like, oh, now he's okay. He's doing all his spots. He's hitting his soul food and all those other stupid names he has for moves. And like, why do that stupid spot? Why? Why? What was the reason for it? And then later on, Trent takes uh, the Cactus Jack Nestle Punch bump off the apron onto his steps. And that meant freaking nothing. That led to nothing. It led nothing at all. The finish was a stupid knife stick to the back. Ugh. And then you see the you saw the the hand the the uh, Santana put uh, Ortiz put Santana's uh, arm under the bottom rope during the pin attempt, and the referee saw it right there, right in front of the ref. Right in did front. Did the ref. ref actually hit the three? He no, he held up. Okay, I thought he, I thought was, he actually hit the three, and I thought it was like a double screw up. He might have. Yeah, actually, no. I think about. It, I think he. But either way, like, but he would like his look on his face was like. You just made me look like a freaking idiot. But then again, like this guy always, this ref is one of the worst ever. And he's, you know, he looks like an idiot every week. But like, it was just so bad. And then the, the fucking finish with the nightstick. After all that, going through chairs, landing on backwards on a step. Like, and there's a stupid nightstick spot that looked crappy from the angle they used. You could tell he, he held back and worked it, which of course he should because he really hurt the guy. But I'm just saying, like, if he had a better camera angle of it, it would look a little better. And then it's just, this was just so bad. And I, I usually don't post things on Twitter. I usually kind of save everything to go off on the podcast. But I had, I, Garrett, I had to go on there, man. I had to go on there and say, this was just horrible. <laughs> Fuck, you, I hate that match. Yeah, it was it was bad, and it just really got the show off to a bad start. It was just sloppy. I I was uncaring who was going to win. 
by like minute like four or five. Now this technically wasn't a street fight, right? Because they didn't ring the bell until they until they got got in, right? Yeah. You know, here's the, here's another thing that was so funny about this match, right? It was about the referee. So Chuck Taylor takes a big bump through the chairs, right? Boom. Referee looks up. Then the ref rings his bell. Rings the bell. So are you helping the heels? How the disadvantage, like now you're starting this match with them on the disadvantage. It was just a freaking mess. So now they do all these spots. They do the chairs, they do those freaking steps, they do the billy club. What are they building to? What's next? Right? Like you just did it. Like this is it, I guess. I don't know. Like what are you, what's the next wacky stipulation are we going to get? You know, multiple stipulations, uh, ladder match, chair cage match. I mean, just this, this feud, just get it over with. Okay, so my second Sorry. dislike. <laughs> Fired up, man. Jeez. My second one is uh, obviously the private party and uh, the, the, the the eight man with uh, the Young Bucks and uh, Luchasaurus and, and Jungle Boy going over. There were two things that really bothered me about this match. So the first thing is private party is doing something in the corner and they are so concerned about whatever you know whatever the thing that they're trying to do is kind of this cool thing and like so it's really slow because it's it's kind of hard like they're trying to add some you know something that doesn't need to be added to just a normal throw them in the corner and they're going to do this flapjack spot and so he's so like just into whatever he was doing by the time they actually get to the flapjack spot it missed him completely like it just it was just like uh put the guy up and then he just brought him down and you know he's 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 supposed to help bring the guy down and he missed his head completely Mm -hmm. and i was like oh man like if you were not worried about a normal throw into the corner and you know had to do something a little bit more difficult and you were thinking about it and then you're late to this thing and you overshot it i was like okay that that so one that was the thing that 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 killed the beginning of this match for me but then the last thing is Luchasaurus is about to break up this pin. The camera shoots him yep. sneaking into the ring before the one count. And he's got to hold back. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm too early. And so he's got to stay there until the two and a half count. And then he jumps in and dives in. But the camera is right on him. So it just looks like we we can see that he's clearly in the ring, that he could break it up at one. But he's got to wait to break up at three. Not only... not only is he clearly in the ring early, he's sitting there kneeling down, <laughs> waiting for them to do their spot as they're doing something to his partner so he can break up the count. And that, that's on him, dude. He got in there way too early for that. Even in the camera angle. I know the camera angle, if if he would have done it correctly and actually got in, actually hit the move, and then you saw him pop up, and then it it, it would have been fine. But you know, it's that's on him, dude, for being way too early. The one thing that I didn't add to the likes... It is you know just the slight change in the young bucks character they should be really mad and they were and I, and, I, and i thought that was a good <clears throat> a good thing about uh about Are them they on the show uncertain they, they were they were i don't think so but yeah like i don't even think they know what's going on like they were they're not tagging in luchasaurus or jungle boy but then they do and then, like Matt, just just he's just a, the worst actor of the year. He should get a Razzie. He just he's just he's just bad. And at first they're being jerks, but then they tag up. I, I was confused. And and, I, and I'll tell you my biggest issue with this match, Garrett. It's not even to do with anything they did in the ring. You know what it is? Now this show 
because we hear Big Day talk about it all the time. Does really well with the female demographic mm-hmm. in 1834, right? Right? We hear that all the time, and it's proven that we see it. We see the we see the ratings. They don't show Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus' entrance. Now, I'm not saying they're checking in Luchasaurus. They're actually there for Jungle Boy. <laughs> How do you not show his entrance? I I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is part of what you you were talking about about timing out the show and stuff. I mean, you gotta you gotta give him you gotta give him his little moment of that. You know, you, that's what makes nothing says not a star when the guy was just out 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 at ringside already. Like to me, like it, it, they feel unimportant, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and also this match too was like it was a big mess too because not only were Young Bucks working heel. But SCU was working heel too, at the times in this match. So it was, it was a big mess. He has all my dislikes as well. Okay, so last thing for me, and this was a long segment, and the entire thing from start to finish sucked. Was them promoting this casino battle royal? They bring out Jake. They bring out Taz. They bring out Eddie Kingston. A lot of chaos, no real direction about where they're going. Usually in this kind of thing, you know, they're hyping this battle royal. You basically have one person who is a favorite in this match, like empty the ring. And you're like, oh, this person may win this battle royal. But no, they just had people pretend fighting for I don't know how long. It just felt like forever with, with no rhyme or reason it was there, there was like very little intensity like you see jake and taz and it's almost like they didn't really know what they were like if they're in the right spot like are we supposed to be in the ring do we get out like what's going on like that whole thing just sucked and i don't know i don't even know what it was there for it was there to you know like the like the the old end of the show when everyone gets in the ring and oh tune in for the royal rumble or the battle royal next week you know that kind of stuff but no, this completely missed a mark. Lucha Brothers are totally wasted in this. Even Butcher and Blade are totally wasted in this. Eddie Kingston's wasted in this. Um, it's just it's just a big, it was a big mess. And then why why is all the job crew coming in? Like, did you see that one kid come in and rip his shirt off and like stand around the ring? Uh-uh. A little, uh, little mini AC Slater like came in and just like <laughs> ripped his shirt off and to get some FaceTime on TV. And then I think Lance Archer just killed him. It was like, what is going on? And none of these guys can brawl. It was just, it's just, it's just, it was just ugly. The only person probably knew that brawl there was Eddie Kingston. They barely even showed him. And I was, yeah, this, this is horrible. This is definitely on my top of my dislikes. This was it, it may it, it may have been the worst segment in the history of them being on TV. Uh, a segment, I guess. Well, okay. If, if, so if you so say, there, was, there was that Dark Order segment that we all hated. So no, 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 no. Even worse than that was the match last week with the girls, right? With Swole and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, that was a match, bad. though. That could be the worst match in AEW history. This was definitely I could see. Yeah, worst segment is definitely is definitely in the running for sure. Um, but like it, it, and it went to it went to a, a picture in picture, right? And then like mm-hmm. so, if you, <laughs> I fast forwarded, but God, I, you know, I went. I, I usually fast forward on one because I'm still kind of keeping an eye on what they're doing, and it's a lot of just people just messing around. Now, are we assume that are we to assume that these these 
the the geek squad is going to be in the casino battle royal or they just decided to jump in just because this hey it's a fight let's get into I, it I don't, I don't remember the rules for this one is this is not the same one where you pick the 21 cards and stuff is it yes yeah, so this is it this okay is that. so does that mean that there's 21 21 people and there's gonna be some surprises i know because well with a 20 con set i'm pretty sure there's gonna be some surprises this week and uh, in this match, so we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, they can come up with something good. I don't know the first casino battle royal wasn't the the best, so w- we shall see what they have. Yeah, I'm still I'm so glad Luther's still employed because he's doing a great job. Is just pointing to his eyeball at the, <laughs> <laughs> like poor Sadie Gibbs, this young this young little talented girl that's a great prospect. We were going to cut her, but we'll keep Luther out there because he's Jericho's buddy. Buddies with Jericho. Yeah, yeah. Friend friend wrestling, as someone says. Um, is there what, what else was on your list? Uh, that was I didn't like the main event segment. Uh, we talked about that earlier. I thought yeah, well, overuse of blood. Um, there was no well, no. This was I don't understand about this. Are you are you into this MGF mox? I'm not into it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, la- I'm not last week was my favorite part of the angle, but the other weeks I was just lukewarm on it. I don't understand i know he took the paradigm shift and he has i know he got took he got hit that now he's in a a neck brace but like no one's promoting that he's not going to be in the match because of this move right he's just in it he's he's in a neck brace and has a walker for like and we're supposed to be shocked when he starts beating up on mox at the end of the show like you're never promoting that he's not going to be at the pay-per-view and challenge for the title so it, it's why are you having him in this stupid neck bracing walker it's just it's i i think that you know to get the paradigm shift you know they get it banned they should have somebody got to move banned and then for him to use the move, you know, he doesn't need it. He has to beat Wardlow or something like that. That would have been a more interesting match than, than damn the 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 lawyer. Like it's just stupid, and it, and it led to just a beatdown. That I don't know. Just, just a little bit more creative, you know. I, just a little more creative. I thought I was expecting more. I was really expecting more from this from the ending of the show, and it just kind of ended and. You know, I don't know. I don't know. if is winning this thing. Maybe he is. But um, what do you think? What's the what's the what's the odds? What's your odds on the, what's Bet Online's odds on the MJF and uh, Mox match? Who's winning this? I think when when this match was created, I thought MJF was going to win mm-hmm. because he was really hot. He 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 looked like the future star of the company, but I don't think this angle has done him. Uh, very well and so i'm leaning towards mox keeping the title but then i'm kind of wondering okay well then who does he go next with or it could be uh some kind of finish at least a rematch though too right on television maybe because the next pay-per-view won't be till what february is that how they're yeah is that the revolution one or whatever yeah because they're doing what four a year so um or maybe sometime in october they'll do a big tv show I'm sure they're going to probably do something. Um, yeah, I'm sure. But I, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if, uh, I don't know. I can't, I kind of 50, 50. I can, it can go either way. But like I said, I don't think, actually, I think they have a show in November. <coughs> oh, I just don't see, I don't see MJF. He does not seem hot to me in, in, the, in this program. Right? They're just cooling him off by, 
you know, there was a, last week was good, but I was like, the only thing, like you said, the only thing good of the angle so far. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, full gear last year, they did full gear in mm. November. So that I was the imagine Omega and Mox. Hardcore. Yeah. The lights out match. Okay, so quickly, let's take a look at some of the matches on this card. Like I said, the one that I'm looking most forward to is Omega and Page against FTR. Um, I'm also kind of interested. I'm interested in the main event just because it's the main event. Um, But I want to see, you know, I want to see what the Bucks do with uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I imagine they may play into uh, the later, the, uh, the tag team title match in some way. Um, but you know what? <clears throat> I, I don't, I'm not into Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, uh, not into Britt Baker and Big Swole as a wrestling match, though it sounds like this is going to be kind of WWE cinematic. cinematic match at, at the dentist or something. <laughs> what? Uh, no, no. They're supposed to be the alternative, Garrett. Duh. I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, they, 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 I think they had, I think they had a lot of, uh, a lot of success with Spring Stampede, and they probably think that they can be a little bit more creative. I don't know. I, this the, is not the, something that's in my the, in my the, wheelhouse. The positive, though, and I will give AEW credit, you're not putting those girls in the ring, thank God, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's they might as well do this tooth and nail. This tooth and nail match that they didn't explain anything about. And, or, or, no, and just because all big, big swole just said it, right? She said she's going to beat her tooth and nail. And then yeah, yeah. now it's a tooth and nail match. And... We found out the rules of the Broken Rules match with Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. It's uh, last man standing plus Matt Hardy's career line. So, so I, I'm guessing I'm guessing he loses and he just comes back as another wacky character. Yeah, that that's kind of killing the killing the thing though. And then, but it's funny those poor guys. Their thing on this show to build up their match was in picture in picture. Again, every single time <laughs> get screwed. Not like I'm really like that that hurt by it. I'm like, Oh God, man, why are they not showing me this? Cause it's I'm not really, I don't care about this match at all, but, or this program, it's just funny. They're just sitting there doing, and it was stupid too. Like just the, 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 the dueling, uh, fan signs. Was, yeah, it was cute, but it, it wasn't anything that I decided to not fast forward through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the, the Jericho Cassidy match, no, I, I imagine that they'll do something, entertaining but the premise of this match does not lead me to you know oh i can't wait to see that match i'm sure as i watch it i'll find some of it to be entertaining and it'll probably be smart jericho is really good at at you know making something out of nothing so i expect it to be probably better than uh than than i i'm looking forward to but uh yeah, that, like when you when when you talk about something that you're like, oh, you know, this pay per view is coming on. You know, even at at SummerSlam, I had a little bit of a struggle with like, oh, well, what do I want to see? Well, I want to see at least at the very least, I want to see Randy Orton and Drew because I know that's going to be really good. That's sort of where I am with this tag team match. But after that, nothing really is like, oh, I can't wait to see that. I'm I'm right with you, dude. Like the tag match is the only thing I had the slightest interest in, and. And so I'm debating if I'm gonna buy this sucker or not, or just uh, well, last time I got you know it was pretty quick on the online, so I might just risk it all and just do that again and try to catch it like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, the, I'm not. Yeah, you're right. I'm just as this is the first pay view that they've had that it's you're kind of like okay, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, no, no hype. No, I'm not hyped at all. 
So I will be back uh, Saturday to do a bit of a recap. So our sun, our normal Sunday night, Monday morning show instead will be the night before because we'll have the post game of uh, of this show, and then we'll have our um, WCW Saturday night plus the the Clash of the Champions. We're going to talk about. Um, I think not a hundred percent, but I think Ryan Pike is going to help me talk about uh this pay-per-view so cool all right so uh yeah i think i think that's it for here and uh we will uh we will be back on saturday evening sunday morning uh with our all out stuff and our uh, wcw saturday night and clash of the champions 20 review so for john i am double g we will see you when we see you peace out all right before we get out of here completely Let's talk about bet online. The wait is over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division and championship futures all day, every day head to bet online online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.